0: And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. And we are now in Ivy League play. I am your host, Tom Barton, from TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter, Tom Barton Sports over on the X. Tom Barton Sports over on uh, YouTube and TomBartonSports at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, look, we are rolling right along here, right? We are rolling right along into Ivy League play and sound the alarm. I wish I had an alarm thing. That's my own personal one. Sound the alarm. Harvard basketball is in a lot of trouble. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about how much faith I do still have in some of the teams that may be getting a little bit of competition this week. We're going to talk about that and the arising from the dead of some of the teams. Look, it's amazing what conference play does, right? My opinion on a lot of these teams have completely moved, and I thought they would, and I did. I thought that they would. We'll talk about that today, get into what we have coming up this week. Look, it was a short week, right? So we go back to Martin Luther King Day, and we had a few games here. Um, uh, And I said sound the alarm for Harvard, so we'll start there. Look, Brown beat Harvard in uh, Cambridge, 74-72, a game where it wasn't that close. Brown had 41 points at the half. They were up 41-24 at the half, guys. Brown came out like a house on fire and absolutely just dominated Harvard. And now Harvard falls to 0-2 in the Ivies. And I hate to say it, guys. This is a Harvard team. Mac had 18.7 rebounds for uh, steals. And this is a Harvard team that we looked at before the year. I said I thought that they could be a lot better than most of the pundits. It looks like the pundits were right. Harvard does not look like one of the best four teams in the Ivies. Harvard looks like maybe one of the worst teams in the Ivies. They, they really have hit a wall here. And I'm not really sure, you know, what to, to make of this past that. I really don't. I mean, Harvard is a spot um, where they still have the talent, but at 0-2 in the Ivies, look, one, two more losses, and, and you're done. You don't even have a mathematical shot. I mean, it, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. You can't lose at home, and I don't care about the overreaction. You can't lose at home. You can't lose a game like this. You can't put up, give up 41 points and be down 17 at home. You can't be down 17 at home to Brown. No offense to Brown, but you can't. You can't do that. You can't be down 17 at the half at home. Harvard is in a bad way. Brown, hey, all the credit in the world. They turn around one-on-one uh, one in the Ivies. And you look at Brown and you go, okay, you know, 5-12. and 12, I'm not scared of them. And that's one of the reasons why the, the Harvard thing is there. But it's a nice win for them. Now the other teams here that we, we had question marks about. I keep saying that I think Cornell can win the Ivies. I've said it all along. I think Cornell is the team that is underrated. Nobody's really paying attention to them. He's certainly before the year. Penn was a team that everybody was high on it. I wasn't. I saw holes in Penn's roster. I saw holes in in what they did. Um, Spinoza's good, 12 and 11 that game. But they lost by 17. They lost 77 to 60 in a game that they were up by three. But again, Cornell, when Cornell is in trouble, a lot of teams, and we know this throughout the history of basketball, not even college basketball, when good teams are in trouble, what they do is they clamp down on defense, they rely upon their D, they really step it up in that area, and they're able to just stop teams. That's not what Cornell does. When they are in trouble, they start firing away. They were down three points at the half and put up 49 points in the second half, guys. 49 points. Now, Penn scored 31 in the first half, 29 in the second half. It wasn't like they were bad, uh, but you got to give Cornell's defense a lot of credit. Look, they sure, they held them to 60, but putting up 49, that's what I'm looking at there. The offense of Cornell is just fantastic, and now they're getting defensive stops. They are 2-0 in the Ivies, 12-3 after that game. And you're looking at Cornell, and I'm saying, I do think they're a legitimate contender. Princeton teams, everyone's looking at their 14 1 overall after this game, 2 0 after they beat Dartmouth with no problem at home, 76 58. They actually covered the spread. It was a 16 point spread, 16 and a half or so. They covered it with ease, 76 58, sure, with ease. Ask any sports better out there that was sweating. Uh, look, Princeton is the class. I can't tell you that they're not. They're the class of this conference, they are the team that should win. I just don't think it's a one-team race. It was a great win by them. Dartmouth, I'm not taking anything away from what they, just because they lost that game. But I am saying that, 4 eleven, zero and 2 in the Ivies, Dartmouth season, it, it, it's a disappointment. It is what it is. Now, Columbia is a team that I had hyped. I said Columbia was always oh, going to be good this year. I thought that uh, they were impressing me. At the half against Yale, up in Yale, 41-39, looked good. And then... Yale did the same thing that Cornell did. Exploded for 48 points in the second half. 19-point win, 89-70 to 70 in that game. And Yale is that team saying, hey, don't forget about us. I picked Yale to win this conference before time, like many other people. And they are not dead yet. I mean, they are still hanging in. here. So now we look ahead to Saturday. And on Saturday, Harvard takes on Penn. It is in, uh, you know, Philadelphia. It's a spot where both teams need this. Look, if Harvard goes to 0-3 the Ivys' season's over. Season's over. And they I don't see anything from Harvard saying that they can go up or down in their case, down to Philadelphia and win this game. Uh, you have to like Penn in this spot. You have to like Penn rather big in this spot, the way that Harvard's been playing. But if Harvard could somehow pull this win out, send Penn to one and two. Harvard goes to one and two. We know that that you know Dartmouth and Columbia are gonna still be in the back of the pack. Brown, all of a sudden, you're going, okay, maybe there's a glimmer of hope. Harvard has got to win this game to to save their season. And that is a tall task to ask on the road. Yale against Dartmouth shouldn't be any problem. I'm sure it's going to be a massively inflated line. Yale should travel really well. Yale needs to start showing everybody uh, that the early season hiccups that they had were just nothing but that. Nothing but hiccups. No big deal. Don't worry about it. We still have the best player in the conference. We still have the best defensive player in the conference, which they came in uh, thinking that they had. We still have the best coach in the conference, which they came in thinking that they had. Start flexing your muscles. This is not a game where they could go out there and win the game by eight or nine points. No, I expect the spread to be probably 15 or so, 14, 15, and they should cover this. They should should win this game by 20 and start making people take notice of them because people are taking notice of Princeton. They go up and take on uh, Columbia in New York. Look, Columbia has been a tough team all year this Princeton offense is seemingly unstoppable. Columbia is letting up a ton of points. Even though they're playing well, they are letting up a ton of points. Princeton scoring 80-90 a night. If you like team totals, Princeton team total might be a good one. That gym um, might be a little bit difficult for travel because the New York area should be getting a little bit of snow on Friday into Saturday. Maybe that slows them down a little bit, but that's about the only thing that can. I think Princeton wins this game pretty handedly in a game that, that they should shoot effectively all day long. And then Cornell, here we go. Speaking about shooting effectively, I think Cornell against Brown going into Brown. um, It's a tougher place to play. And Brown just got an upset on the road against Harvard. They got to be feeling really good. But right now I'm putting Yale, Princeton, and Cornell in the same breath. I don't think that there's much that separates them. To me, if you are willing to lay uh, big points on the road in the Ivy Leagues, and those big points that you're willing to lay on the road in the Ivy League, are for Yale and Princeton, you have got to say Cornell with that. Which is, again, to say on Tuesday, there won't be a spread for this game. But Cornell then gets Wells College at home in, in basically a warm-up game. Uh, that's a good situation. They don't have to take a week off like the rest of the IBEs. They are 12-3 and going into this weekend, 5-0 and at home going into this weekend. You go 2-0, I think people might start jumping on my Cornell bandwagon, which I've been on all year long. To me, Cornell is that team... That I thought before the year could win the Ivies, and they've shown nothing to me to say that they can't win it. I will say, I thought Yale would win the Ivy League, and they can certainly be in the conversation. Princeton has certainly proven this year they are the class of the Ivies. You cannot discount that Yale. I, I'm sorry that Yale and uh, Princeton are closer to Cornell than Cornell is to the rest of the pack. I think it's a three-team race there. And then, who's going to get into that fourth spot? Harvard trying to save their season. Look, Penn could take a step up there. Brown with a win could take a step up there as well. Kind of anyone's slot as we get into the the middle part of conference play. All right, guys. Enjoy your frigid cold weekend in Ivy League country. I'm going to try to stay warm myself. Uh, Everybody, also, I did want to mention uh, as we close out the show here real fast, I did want to, to mention stop that music for a second because. I could have done an entire show on this, and I probably, let's be honest, I probably should have done an entire show on this, but we're going to stop the music and say thank you to Coach Tim Murphy. Tim Murphy is retiring. It was announced that he's going to step away. Uh, the Thomas Stevenson family head coach for Harvard football announced his retirement last, uh, just late last week. 30 years at the Crimson program, 30 years. The Ivy League all-time wins leader 30 years as a football head coach. I don't care what level you're at. That's tremendous. 10-time Ivy League champion, eight-time New England coach of the year. Uh, Murphy had said, Harvard University has been a very special place for me and my family. I'm graduating from a profession that not only has been my job, but other than my family and my close friends, it's been my passion and my life for the past 45 years. It's been an incredible honor to be a football coach at Harvard. I'm forever grateful to have the blessed work with so amazing people, starting with thousand student-athletes, the 80-plus assistant coaches during my tenure here. Remembering everyone. That, that's, I mean, that's, that's Murphy, isn't it? Just an overall great guy. Um, the He leaves as the all-time winningest coach in the Ivy League, and there's nothing more that you could say about that. Just absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it, it goes to mention, besides just the Ivies, though, he did play, uh, have two seasons coaching Maine, Cincinnati, five seasons, and then just ridiculous success with Harvard and want to say thank you to to Murphy. He he did everything seemingly right in his tenure. That's how we're going to leave it off. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Have a very good week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.